<laughs> and we're live. Hey, everybody. How are you? It's Jeff Kellen of Sally Canine Training and the wonderful, beautiful uh, Joelle. And we're about Hello. 65 degrees apart. <laughs> <laughs> What's that, What's that Kevin Bacon thing? 777 degrees of separation. Anyway, hope everyone's doing fantastic. This is Jeff Gelman of Solid Canine Training and the wonderful Joelle, and this is the What Would Jeff Do show. It's a Q&A show, and um, I've been doing this for about 13 years now. I've been dog training for about 20, 10,000 dogs with um, just about every bad behavior that I can think of. I think I mentioned this on this morning's show on the Wake the Fuck Up with Jeff show. I think that there's like been two questions, um, and they weren't like you know potty training because that's like, not um, something that I'm, you know, I'm great at at all. It's like two questions that I like never heard of before that came from a dog. So um, the great thing about training, as long as I have been working with really, really difficult dogs, which is what my specialty is. We obviously obedience train all dogs. We use quote unquote positive reinforcement, food-based training, reward-based training to train all of our obedience. But then when it comes to behavior mod, which is all the how do I stop, how do I stop, how do I stop, which is what everyone's going to ask us. But then we have to really, really learn how to actually use a punisher, okay, to stop, to instill an inhibitor to stop an unwanted behavior. And that's the part, um, and, and that's what folks just don't understand. Like, we've been brainwashed, and I, I speak out a lot about this, but society has brainwashed us that we can reward dogs out of, like, all these bad behaviors and you can't. So we want to be very, very efficient with it, effective with it. And we want to get it done now. And I think most of us want, want that as well. So ask your questions. Most um, answers need at least an hour to, to respond. Most, um, some need a boarding train. The minimum though, we'll, we'll at least send you on your way with some good information I would encourage everybody to at least do a one-on-one -on -one online consult, though, who truly, truly needs help. But we also have some free courses, and we're going to go over the courses that can save you a ton of money. Because I think, Joel, there's, there's something you wanted to talk about. Um, it's ending. Uh, no, I'm sorry. It is this Sunday, correct? The free leadership training. Ah, let, me go free. let me go to that screen just so people can see what it is. So if everybody goes to Academy... And jo um, jo Joelle's probably put it in a couple of times, but if you go to academy.solidcaninetraining, academy.solidcaninetraining, this is where it's going to bring you. So, uh, Joelle, I'll walk people through. Or can you? Or no, can you point to this, Joelle, or just I can? I can point. Okay, your pointer works on your right. It shows up. Uh, on okay, so um, why don't you talk about it and I'll point? So you just have to register. That's literally it. You just click sign up right there. That's it. It's free. And we're going to teach you how we start every single dog when they come in for training. Key stuff that everybody should be doing with their dogs. Right. So whether, you, whether you've got a bringing home a new dog. If you can't make it live, you will get the replays. Don't worry. Right. As long as you register, you'll get the replay. A couple of people, yeah, a couple of people have asked that. They've asked what happens if, if we can't... Um, make it at so we're doing it specifically at 11 a.m on sunday that's because the drug is being dropped off right before that so you're going to see what we do with a dog and it's not teaching it in obedience commands it's literally leadership skills 
These are leadership skills. These are not nonverbal. Yep, pretty much. I think most of them are nonverbal, right, Joel? Yeah, these are not nonverbal leadership skills. And you see what we do. You see what we do. You look like you went to the beach today. I did. Yeah, you got some color. <laughs> you got some color today. Well, these lights also like make me look really weird. Like I look purple and not purple. I don't know what's up with these lights. Don't make you look purple. I think I look purple. I have purple undertones. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Um, so Sunday's going to be great. It's going to be great and it's free. But if you, even if you don't make the free time, because it's 11 a.m., you own the video to watch. And if you make it, you still own the video to watch. Like it'll all be emailed to you. All you just have to register. All you got to do is register for it. And then we have another one, which the link is not up yet. Just so just keep that in mind. But we're not, we don't want to confuse people. It's on a healing and that's a two week thing. And it's one day per week because we want people to show the improvement on that. Cause a lot of people struggle with a heal. So let's say I have um, you write your questions and then Joel will read them and then I'll answer them. Um, and, uh, if Joel doesn't go into some, you know, huge, you know, uh, purple, purple rant, we'll, 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 we'll finish on time. All right. All right. What do we got, Joel? Jackie says, does the upcoming live include a recording? I'll be traveling, but I signed up. Yes. Excellent. Excellent. Jack. Yeah. So just let also to give everyone the head up, a heads up. We did an e-cower live five day, two hours per day live, like live unedited. It was so good. I think that was probably our best course we've ever done. Seriously. We, we will be doing a lot of those. So yeah. we first we're announcing on Friday night show. Today is Wednesday night. On Friday night show, we are announcing some huge news. For the folks on Patreon and the folks on Instagram subscribers, you'll hear about it um, on Friday morning show because I'm traveling Friday. So it's going to be a pre-recorded show i'm oh no friday's not a uh patreon show you're gonna hear about it um everyone will hear about it friday morning but you'll be able to interact with us friday night how's that so friday is a big information show big information sure is yes genie what size um okay this okay here we go typos what size petcot do you recommend for a large german shepherd didn't want too big but big enough so Pet cats extra large. Well, what's big for you? First of all, what does a big German Shepherd mean? I mean, Wes is big, but he fits on a large. Mm -hmm. The extra large is it's colossal. That's is, like Great Dane. Is that's Great Dane? That's huge. The large huge. would probably be fine. Well, the large should work if it's Pet Cat brand. Um, and then even if it's so, what you can do is. Get measurements. So when you go to the manufacturer's website, get the measurements and then measure out the dog's dog bed. And and remember, it's not supposed to be humongous. It's supposed to like fit the dog on. And most dogs will will curl will curl up on them. Will curl up on them. Jojo GSD said good evening. Hey, how are you? Caroline, good evening. Apex Canine, good evening. Hey guys. Hey, how is everyone doing today? Jeannie, already read that. Sawblade Entertainment discovered a weird trainer. They let the dog hump their leg as a reward. Dad, I would let them touch my dog. So we don't mention names here, but there is a very well, and you can look it up. Look it up on YouTube. There is a very well-known P2 
pure positive, what they identify as positive reinforcement, no punishment is who is, who is, she's been around for a while. I don't know if she's still actively training. Um, very anti-punishment, very, uh, you know, calls, punish, you know, any, if you correct your dog, you're abusing your dog. Like she's very outspoken about this as, as her reward. This is on videotape at a seminar. She lets the dog hump her leg to completion and thinks it's funny. This is real. It is not a joke. It's on video. It's her doing it. It's like, it's on video. Next. Caroline signed up, excited to watch afterwards as I'm working all day Sunday. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, this is just as powerful. This is going to be, um, this is going to be a new format since we're not doing seminars now for two years. Now it's been, we have this is our second year of not doing seminars. The first year we spent building a really great um, online course um, already. We already have great courses like our green graduate course, our puppy raising course, our leisure activity course. Mm-hmm. Very, very strong. Year two is, of being out, uh, off the road. Now they, now we're spending time still going to build some courses, but these live, these lives that we're doing are going to be really, really powerful. This is what's going to be huge. And the, what's great about this is it's, I think they're going to be more effective and more powerful than even our seminars. I really, really do. I think mm-hmm. seminars helped. Um, let's see almost 300 seminars seminars helped probably close to 20,000 people over the years. And I think, um, these will help way more just, you know, over in one year, they'll help that many. So I'm excited. I'm, I'm very excited about it. Jay drink Walter. Oh my God. I watched that controversial famous dog trainer video force free crap. What the fuck? The thinking behind that is infuriating. Is that the quote? Is that just a comment? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, we, we, again, we don't mention names, um, but let's, we can talk about, I talk about um, philosophies all the time. And um, just because I don't something that doesn't mean um, it's not correct, but there is no such thing as force free. It's, there is no such thing as force free. It's a lie. You can sit here and talk about it. You can have, you can have all the degrees in the world. You can use really, really big words, but that doesn't make it true. That doesn't mean, mean it's truth. So when you read what force free is, which the mantra does say there's no coercion. The mantra does say there's no hurting. That's what's really weird. Like, who says that non-force-free training is hurting the dog? If anything, using force-free training hurts the dog. I have a post going up tomorrow, okay? And this is no fault of the client. This is a dog we have in right now. Courtney sent me a video today. The dog came in on a harness, pulling, pulling, pulling. All under the dog's armpits is completely wound, like open wounds. So yeah, I think, I think that there's enough... There's enough body of evidence from um, medical professionals. So a lot of what things that medical professionals, like like your vet will say, prong collars harm dogs. And I'm like, show me the proof. Show me, show me, show me the proof. Um, they probably have more flat collar injuries of abrasions on the dog's neck than anything else. And they probably have more harness 
injuries. Now, if you talk to a a um, uh, a dog chiro- chiropractor, they will also tell you which training tools cause the most damage to dogs. Actually, we don't teach competition heel. The act of actually a dog doing competition heel is not a bad thing, but actually it does mess up a dog's neck. That doesn't mean you shouldn't do it in competition, but that's not what I want my dog to do. And that's not what our, that's not what our clients want their dogs to do. But on harnesses, which are great for pulling, they're not an effective training tool for your average pet dog family. I mean, they're not, they're, they're great for pulling. That's what they encourage dogs to do. And they do cause big abrasions under the arms. They also misalign the dog's natural body development. Next. Christine says, I will be at an event on the 26th. Will I be able to find this link or the content if we miss it? So you won't be able to, I don't think you'll be able to find the link. You want to sign up now. Yeah. And that's if another thing we're doing now because it's free. And then even if you don't make it, at least you'll get the replay. If you miss right. signing all together, you're not going to get the replay. Right. We're not going to have all these links floating around of all these different free courses that we've done. They're going to be what another thing that we're going to be doing a lot of um, Joel is really, really pushing for um, being, a, and I'm a huge fan of it is, is like, here's five days. Here's three days. Here's a week. Here's two weeks to get it, and then it goes, and then it disappears. So you can see that happen a lot. Because a lot of this stuff, we, it's, we want to make it you know special for everybody. Um, Jackie said, she looks a little purple, but still beautiful. <laughs> see, I do. I look purple. Thank you, Jackie. But she did, let's, let's also say, think she did go to the beach today. I am not even close to burn. This is not what I look like at all. So our lighting in the I new- I don't sunburn. Our lighting in the new studio is not good. It's not good. Okay. I don't burn, for the record. Okay, you don't have to defend yourself. Tim said, Jeff's lo- Jeff loves purple. Yeah, that's why the lights in here are purple. Yeah, that's why I made the lights like that, just to appease my my color choices. It doesn't work that way. Everything is designed around um, Joelle's whims. Next. Mm-hmm. Jay, drink Walter. I won't name the trainer, but the guy doesn't know hard to train stubborn big dogs. Um, actually, this was a female that I was thinking of about the dog um, that... Um, Oh, as far as a force free, yeah. It, well, first of all, it's not even about the stubbornness. It's not even about large. It's not even about aggression. It's about there's no such thing. It's about it's impossible. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, the concept is impossible. It just it, it doesn't exist. It's a people have to understand. It's a catch phrase. It's like it's like folks saying no sugar added. Oh, it's healthy. No, 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 it's not. Or if it's, it's, if it's something that's, people are like, vegan. Oh, it's healthy. Gluten-free. So, Joelle, name a vegan food, and there's, there's hundreds of them, name a vegan food that's terrible for you. Potato chips, Pop-Tarts, yeah. Oreos. Yeah. They're all vegan. <laughs> yeah. So, it's like, you know. Not real ingredients whatsoever. Fried Fried dough. Yeah. You know, fried dough. If they didn't, if they didn't, if they, if they didn't, if they didn't fry it in animal fat, it's vegan, right? If, if so they instead, they do seed oils, which are a thousand times worse. But right, right. In that conversation tonight. Yeah. So it's it's really really funny because um, these are just catchphrases like fear free vets. Well, do you know that 
I have owned dogs that even if they weren't a fear-free vet, were not afraid. Like they didn't mind going to the vet at all. They loved going to the vet. But then you've got dogs that are petrified of the vet. No matter what it says on the sign, no matter how they practice, they're afraid. They're, they're, we work with dogs that are afraid to go into someone else's house, to a business. So it doesn't make a difference if it's a vet. It, it's a, these are catchphrases. These are ploys to, to, to just like when I say the word punishment is used to stop an unwanted behavior, I'm not trying to manipulate your emotions, but you do get an emotional response. A lot of people get it in the negative. Therefore, they won't do something. If I say fear-free, it elicits emotional response. Therefore, you will want to do it. But the effectiveness of it, nobody ever discusses. Why don't we talk about effective dog training next? Snuggle buns. Hi, I had a question for you. Usually I heal my dog on our walks for about half the time and then let them walk in front of me the rest. Should he be in heel the whole time? Well, if it's if it's snuggle buns, that's you. That, what are you talking about? Didn't you say snuggle buns? Yes, that's their name. Oh, that's their name. I thought they were addressing you. Oh, um, so, so <laughs> this is the thing. I am absolutely, I'm not opposed to that. If it works for you, that's fine. But give it a command. When the dog is walking next to you, make sure they're in heel. And when they're not walking next to you, make sure they're in break. That's all. And then role play when they're like sniffing around in break and they're just like, you know, you know, doing, you know, enjoying whatever, not enjoying whatever, doesn't really matter. And as long as they're not pulling, all of a sudden say heel and see if they snap back too. So you should be able to call your dog to a heel. Next. Sam, hi guys. Oh, Jeff, what a day to be in New England. Lots of snow tonight and tomorrow. So jealous of Joelle in Florida. So um, there's, there's no snow yet. Are we supposed to get a lot of snow? I didn't know that. Are you? I don't know. I don't pay attention to the weather. Oh, I don't miss that at all. Well, I mean, I walk outside if it's cold, I put a jacket on, but I don't like look at like Phones this is the weather. best time of year to come to Florida. It's, yeah. it's like a desert. Like we just yeah. don't get rain. And yeah, you go to the beach and turn purple. It's a wonderful time. Yeah. Yeah. I actually have a very nice bronze going on. I wish I'm sure I didn't you know. red. I'm sure on your Instagram and your photos, it'll be there. I'm going to post a selfie so you all can see. That's Brett, it. I wasn't clear this morning. I'm doing green to graduate with my six-month-old. I'm trying to go from NCS to e-collar. NCS is e-collar. His it's, neck twitches, so I know he feels it, but he doesn't comply to stop the stim suggestions. Okay. Dude, first of all, does your dog know what to do? Mm. Does your dog know? Remember, e-collar training, shock collar, by the way, are the same things. E-collar, shock collar, remote collar. They're just plays on words. Call them what you want. It's a communication device, the way that we teach it. You still have to teach the dog the language. First, you have to teach them the letters, what they sound like. Then combining the letters forms a word, and then the word has this meaning. It's, it, you still have to teach the dog actually what you're doing, what you're doing. So what are you doing? Um, I don't know if you did leash training first, and the dog understands the commands, which is what we do, and then we layer the remote. And then I don't know if you went through the priming 
because you have the course. Did you do the priming CS? Did you do do enough of the CS? So if you didn't do enough of the CS, which is non-verbal, therefore the dog does the commit, such as down. Say you're on down um, with the e-collar. If you're on CS, which means you don't say the word down and you're actually using working level and you're activating it, the dog actually should know to go to a down. Because then when you add the word, you're not using the remote. So if you're on the NCS and you're in your neck, neck, neck is twitching, then the dog isn't understanding what you want. So you would use more leash guidance or take a step back. Next. Jojo says, I have to thank you both so much. The e-collar course, et cetera, has been fantastic. I went on to purchase Green to Graduate and I'm so grateful. Today, my dog has done fantastic. Great, great. So, so, so happy for you. And for all the folks that this is their first time, normally Joelle and I are next to each other. So, <laughs> this is weird. So that's what she enjoys because then she can hit me. So, <laughs> so fast. I'm like, wow, I have like nobody here to like annoy. <laughs> I can't like yell at Jeff about stuff. It's all like quiet and weird. Yeah, yeah. Chickens have been going into their coop all by themselves. They're sound asleep. They cuddle up in their little ball. At night, though, you started. Yeah. It's dark, though, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. They're doing great. We took their lamp away. Great. They're they're graduating from kindergarten. Oh my god, they're lampless. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. Look at that. Angel gets his own room, and the chickens lose the lamp. Everything's yeah. there's a lot of lot of changes. Next. Brett says, "I didn't say that right. It's going from voice command to CS." Oh, so you're gonna help? You're gonna help? Oh, CS. CS. They're not going to know what to do. You right. help them with a leash, help them with your body. Right. So if I if I said to you, I don't know what the Japanese word for sit down is, but if but if I if you walked into a room and I said to you, sit down, have a seat, sit in a chair, I've got to stick to one of those commands though because they're all three are, are different things. You would probably know what to do. But if I said it to you in Japanese, the exact same thing, same tone, same same everything, you'd look at me like. I would look at you saying, I, I don't know what you mean. And then if you put your hand on my shoulder and or you grab my arm and you guided me towards a chair and then put your hand on my shoulder, I'd say, oh. And then if you kept doing that over and over again, you'd be like, okay, that phrase means sit down. Then, but, but you're not saying the word though. You're using the remote but you're guiding got it yeah a lot of like that's the whole point of cs is you're teaching them the new language of the remote caller so they're not going to know what to do right away they are going to sit there and just be like what well, do you want me to do so you show you them, them. So, so you'll so you grab the leash and you guide them you guide them with it that's the whole idea and then you phase out your help eventually they will start only listening to the remote and that's when you know you're ready to move on yeah Jarrett said, would you recommend the use of a heel stick? Um, we don't use them. They're highly effective if you know what you're doing. Um, it's funny because people are like, I don't know how to use it. So a heel stick is good. We, we use our feet all the time on dogs' chests. Very similar. But Garrett, if you can use one and if you can pass that knowledge on to your owners, if you're expecting them to use it, then yes. Um, if not, which a lot of owners probably won't do, then um, if you can get the dog off the heel stick after you've gotten a good heel, then yes. Whatever works best for you, 
and your client. Always remember, Garrett, you're, it's, you're, it's not your dog. It's your client's dog. You're training for the client and you want to make life easiest for them. So I can train a dog with, you know, a shoestring, but my clients can't. So they need all the experience. Joelle and I train dogs on slip leads, but most of our clients need as much help as possible to get results, to get results. So next. Linda, I have the green to graduate in remote collar courses. I've noticed that ever since I've been working with him, he sits on my feet and rests against my legs. Is he just feeling close to me or is he being a bully? So five trainers, five <laughs> trainers, okay? So, so many people would say, oh, he's afraid to leave you or oh, he's dominating you. And I'm like, or you're actually building a pretty decent relationship. Yeah. Coco did it a lot to Jeff in the course if you watched it. Yeah. We don't care. Yeah. Unless it gets annoying. They're sitting on you with body paws. The only thing I have is, is you're being annoying. Like, like I don't, you're being annoying. But I, I, or if it's a dog is prone to separation anxiety, I do want them to like move, move away from me. But other than that, it's like, wow, sounds like the foundation of a really great thing happening to me. Awesome. Next. Jackie, my one-year-old dog still barks and growls sometimes at random noises, people and dogs at a distance. I say no, her demeanor changes to submissive, but it's still an issue. Using prong and e-collar on walks, bonker gave no value. So remember, submissive is not a bad word, number one, um, at all. I think people think submissive means weak. Actually, in, in, in reality, submissive actually is pretty powerful. Um, there's a lot of ways to get to the end. Um, but if you, if, if you said the word occasionally that it happens, just say no and use your shock collar. That's it. Dogs do that. Like, I mean, think about our daily lives. Um, like today, I, I traveled yesterday. Today I woke up, I was dressed for the gym. I was like, oh shit. Like I'm, I'm, I'm running a little bit, I'm running a little bit short on time. I'll go later in the day. It's like, I still, I still got it done. I still got it done. Next. Lisa, thanks Joelle for directing me to stim much better than paging my dog. My dog wanted to bonk me. I'm sure. Oh yeah. I remember you messaged me. She's like, my dog is freaking out on a one. I'm like a level one. Like, are you sure you're not using Vibrate? She must have been using Vibrate. That's why. Because oh, most dogs don't even feel a one. So for, remember, Vibrate is Vibrate is Vibrate. It doesn't make a difference what level you're on. You're on yeah, it's sure. always startling to the dog. E-Keller Technologies does make, and maybe other brands do, they do make an escalating, de-escalating vibration collar. But shock sounds worse than Vibrate, correct? If I said shock, that's what so many people are like, oh, but I only use Vibrate and Tone. And I'm like, do you actually understand what those things do? You actually understand what tone means. Tone is just a marker. That's all it is. It's a marker. It's a it's a precursor to a negative or a positive. You are going to teach the dog what it means. So that doesn't make you like kinder, gentler. I mean, training your dog is just makes you kinder and gentler. Next. I, I think so many people like um, Lisa, they message us saying like, I use vibrate. My dog is freaking out. It's like, Exactly. So because it sounds nice to us, doesn't mean it's nice to the dog. The dog right. perceives it as it's scary right. as hell. So it's important. That's why we put out so much information and we talk about 
remote tolerance. But also, here's another good thing. I'm just on the opposite. Someone is using shock and they're using low level because so many people talk about low level. And that, and we use low levels. We use the right level, which is usually a lower level, to start all of our baseline obedience. But then when there's a distraction that has been, been introduced, they're like, my dog doesn't listen. I'm like, I know. And if folks followed our course, we specifically say, as soon as there's a distraction, it could be anything. Mm-hmm. Like your child walked in the room, somebody turned on the music, somebody started cooking dinner. All of a sudden, numbers change. Like, like a fly? It's been down. What's that? A fly in the room? Like, oh, yeah. A fly is a huge distraction, you know? Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, take the dog outside, boom. You're in a whole nother, you're in a whole nother, a whole nother world. Next. Constance, any tips for beginning walks with two dogs at once? I feel awkward managing multiple leashes. Um, put them all in this, put them both in the same. Yeah, it'll be a learn, learn, a learning curve on your end. You put them both in the same hand. Um, the dog that, let's see, I don't, let's see some, some helpful hints, tips. The dog that needs to be possibly corrected more, if you're not using a, uh, a remote collar, give more leash because uh, I'm sorry, um, give less leash. So when you pop the leash, the dog that has more leash doesn't get corrected, but the one that has a shorter leash does. Um, as far as the positioning, I like the, 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 the badly behaved, the dog that has the worst behavior to be on the inside of me personally, but I like to walk them all in one hand and I can have my other arm reach over and then pop a leash. I used to use couplers when I was um, at the beginning of my career. I would never use a coupler now, even on well, well-trained dog. I would never use a coupler now. There's, there's, there's safety risks if something happens. I want them to be able, I want to be able to drop leashes or get them separate as quick as possible. Next. Kim, my dog almost took me down because I could not control him in a harness before J&J, of course. Yeah, nobody talks about, um, well, first of all, harnesses were designed because dogs were being strangled on collars and nobody ever came up with a concept like, and then they came up with fancy names like um, easy walk and gentle and no pull and like all these things. And I'm like, how about teaching your dog to just heal next to you? And Mm -hmm. we can do that with no collar off leash big deal. We're dog trainers. That's what the marketplace needs to understand. That's why all these arguments between dog trainers are stupid. All owners want is results. That's what they want is they want results and they want them effectively because they don't want to come to your class every week for six months, for a year and learn like the basics. Because if you went to a class for six months, you should have a fully off-leash, highly trained dog. Next. Let's see. Sawblade Entertainment. I read through a certification agreement recently. It read like a cult. Big words, vague, need to know a member to get in, can only learn from their approved methods and other bullshit. They have taken a, if you look at a cult handbook, um, if you look at um, some CIA documents on um, brainwashing techniques, um, you will find a lot of similarities in the reward-only, force-free, pure-positive industry. And um, the goal is 
you have to say these words, use these phrases. You can't go against them or we will not only kick you out of the club, we will publicly shame you. I think it's important that people understand what's going on out there. But on the other hand, our client base doesn't give a flying fuck. They just want their dogs trained. Next. Jackie, I'm giggling at your commentary, and so is my pet parrot, Mimic's laughing. That's no, I love that's birds. Great. Film that. I like to see your pet parrot <laughs> laughing. Darren, yeah, you're going to get snowed on. I just looked at the weather. You're only in like one to three. It's turning to rain overnight. You're fine. Good. Good. I did find a pair of snow boots. Oh, there. I do miss the wood stove. Yeah. It's and toasty. It's uh, up in flames right now. Yeah. I love the wood stove. Yeah. Nothing like a good wood stove. Snuggle buns. We do have the break command. Thank you. Having him randomly come to heal will be a good test for him. Yeah, it's good. It's it's really good. It's also great for, um, you know, we we let's see in in, in Coco, which was the last board and trained dog we had in, we would put her in a downstay, um, and then walk walk away with the dog behind you, and then slap your leg and say heal, and see if the dog actually comes up to a heel. We show, and I know Joelle is putting together the go home. And I think the owner does that as well. Correct, if I recall. I think Crystal did that one day. Yeah, yeah she called her dog. I have the whole go home edited, but it's going to be a whole course for sale. So we're going to we're going to wait till after the the, the Sunday thing. Yeah, yeah. We got a lot going on right now. Then there's going to even be more going on. If you guys want to see what a whole go home two hour go home session looks like? We're going to put it out there. Yep. Yep. And then we've got, we're still going to our house next week to do aftercare. We do a lot of human training. A lot of well, human training. We could add that to the course too. I could add that to the go home. And she's, is the is bonus material. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and and she's already very knowledgeable. This is also a very knowledgeable owner too. She's like such a good client. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Some of the stuff. Okay. It's not a full two hours. I had to edit some stuff out because we talk about a lot of personal stuff with our clients. So I couldn't leave some of it. Yeah. There's, there's so obviously it's not the whole thing. We, we, jo- Joel edits out like some repetitive stuff. Some of the time we spend driving, stuff. like we driving, but also we become, we, we know, we know, we know our clients. Like we, we talk, we also talk about a lot of other things that are just, sorry, but nothing to do with dog training. Nothing to do with dog training. Next. Jack Daniels, the Shiba. Jack is doing great. People are in awe at how obedient he is. We're still struggling with the crate though. Which you might have, you might have to do a one-on-one. Like people with, I mean, I do one-on-ones with dog trainers all the time, all the time. Um, today I had two just with dog trainers, um, all, all parts of the world. Uh, uh, you know, within 20 years of experience working with extremely difficult dogs with every situation, you need to talk to somebody who actually like knows what to do. Next. Um, Cheryl says, hello all. How are you today? Hey, Cheryl. Brett, yes, he knows what the words mean. He doesn't care about CS. You you might be doing... Okay, I always say look to the teacher, not to the student. CS is a mystery to a dog until you guide it somewhere. So you need to use more leash pressure. And we explain that very specifically in CS. Right after the priming stage, there's CS. Your level actually could be too high. And then the dog is standing there and doesn't know what to do. It needs leash guidance. You're right. The dog doesn't know what it means. Leash guidance to show it. Yep. 
Jay Drink Walter said, weather update for Jeff. We are currently getting up to 16 inches of snow in Minnesota, and it's going to be headed to the East Coast. Cool, and I'll be gone. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. All right? So the, the Minnesotan drivers drive. It takes them all to get here. I'll be gone. Sam, those chicks are so fast. Crazy. Yeah, they yeah, do. They really do. I they love do. our little bard rock. She's so sweet. Yeah. They she do. was roosting on my arm yesterday and her talons hurt now. She's like on my arm, like scratching the shit out of me. Like, yeah. Ugh. One of my projects um, when I get home is I got to, um, I got to put a cover on that thing. They'll be, flying. Yeah, they'll be flying up pretty high soon. Daniel. Hi, how are you today from New Zealand? Love your show. No, things are fantastic. Hope everything's going well with you in New Zealand. Hey, Daniel. Cheryl, I love the heel stick. We use it during training sessions only to fine tune. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Heel sticks are it, it's big. Heel sticks are big in the hunt world. In the in the in the hunt world, field trial. World, Garrett world. said he said well said. Usually it's a gun dog trainer teaching oh. this to a client. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Yep. So there's so many, I mean, there's so many things. There's so many, there's so many little, there's all kinds of, it's so funny. There's so, so many, and I wonder, I wonder what the force free um, community thinks of healing sticks. All it is is the guide. Oh, sure. That is so frowned upon. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Yeah. Any, anything. Yeah. It's, it's and every, it's just so funny that like mother nature is one of the biggest punishers out there. But nobody's like, well, actually, they probably they are trying to change Mother Nature, actually. They actually try to change the natural of, of, of everything. Yep. Meanwhile, remember at Coco's Go Home, she was doing the flirt pole, and she jumped up and literally fell flat on her side and got up and started chasing the flirt pole again. Oh, yeah. She, she that hurts. Flirt poles too. That hurts. That hurts. Yeah. And it's funny because that's where this whole thing of, like, a negative experience, like, if a dog – and do dogs – Dogs slide down steps, like hardwood floor steps, and become afraid of them. Mm -hmm. But okay, put a leash on your dog and teach your dog how to walk up and down the steps again. And your dog will learn it in seconds. Like we, we, we have so many videos to show it. Next. Linda, thank you. That's what I was hoping. Mm. Jackie, thanks, Jeff. I need to hear that. I'll just keep at it. Consistency. Yeah. It's, 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 but keep at it doing it correctly. That's like a lot of people have said, there's a couple of phrases that people have said, I've tried everything. And my response is you've tried everything that you're either comfortable with or knowledgeable about, mm. or I've been working on it for six months. I'm like, but you've been working on it wrong. That doesn't mean you're, right. that, that doesn't mean, you know, that doesn't mean it's going to work because the same thing you've been working on for six months, we can stop in sometimes less than six seconds. So next. Jackie, some dogs are super sensitive to vibrate and others will blow past it, stem all the way. Yeah, it, it's, I think there are a lot of dogs out. Also, this concept of like, we, like you see this advertised now because people want to be the nice shot collar trainers or else you'll be mean like me. Um, we only use low levels. I'm like, really? So you don't teach the, so what happens when the dog goes into drive and doesn't feel these levels anymore? Like, do, I hope they're knowledgeable enough to know that when a dog is in drive, even a hundred doesn't matter to a dog. Like dogs easily blow through a hundred. They could care less. Their prey drive kicks in or even their hunt drive. You can't even take them off of that. So when they're in hunt drive, which is them just 
sniffing around and searching, they 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 like they go deaf to, to everything until they find what they're looking for. So I had a dog with incredible hunt drive, would not give up no matter what. Would not get up, give up no matter what. Next. Ricardo says, Hi, I'm having leash reactivity problem with my 14-month Mally. When working with the trainer, it looks easier to recover. Could it be due to my dog considering me as a resource, a kind of resource guarding? The number one thing that dogs guard, everyone thinks about food and everything, bones and, and you know materialistic things, which makes sense because a lot of dogs do resource guard these things. Actually, it's humans. Dogs guard humans. We can take a dog that on a leash, first of all, also when your trainer does it, they have better skills than you. I and can it's take, a relationship. Yeah. And they also have a different relationship than you. So it could be the relationship. So learn the mechanics. And it also, your dog being reactive on the leash is bigger than just the dog walking on the leash. What else goes on during the course of the day? Are you holding your dog accountable? Are you someone that your dog doesn't need to be reactive around? Obviously, you have to address reactivity as well. But these are there's a lot of components to leech reactivity. We have a fantastic leech reactivity course. Next. Apex K9, I've read every study promoted by force-free trainers, and I've yet to see one study say that positive reinforcement methods alone can successfully train a dog. That's because it doesn't exist. Really? I feel like they all say that, do they not? No. No. And they're not true studies or opinion. They're, so you have to remember, is it a study? Is it a peer-reviewed real study? Like, there's also studies. Okay. Does everybody remember the um, when they said, what was it? Grain-free food is... Um, Giving dogs heart conditions or something like that. I forgot the, what it was doing. That was a study. That actually wasn't a study. That actually was not a true study. It was put out by a hired scientist or a hired person from either, I forgot it was Nestle's or Hills. I forget who it was. Um, and they did that because some of the smaller, well-made kibble brands, if there is such a thing, and there was at one point, would go out of business or slow down. And they did. And then what we talked about this a couple of shows ago. And then what happened was these big companies came in and they bought them for pennies on the dollar. And that's what happened to um, Ar Arcana and um, Origin up in Canada. That's what happened to them. It was all planned. That was not a study. They actually, they actually came out. It was revealed later that that was a scam. It was just a big scam like a lot of dog training is. So all of these studies are like, are they opinion pieces? Are they true studies? And because we have a body of evidence that proves a lot of stuff wrong. Next. Let's see. Lisa said, is the two-day e-collar shooting still available? Yes. I just posted the link for you, Lisa. Check below. Awesome. Awesome. It's available through February 28th or March 1st, technically. So if you haven't gotten the five-day live e-collar and the troubleshooting, they're disappearing March 1st. So don't sleep on it, guys. Right. Oh, so, I keep looking at the wrong camera because I am used to our other camera. Which one? Like up. Oh, are you really? Oh, yeah. Do you, you, know what I, you know what you can do? Well, you can switch that camera if you want to. 
I tried. My my computer won't pick it up. I don't know why. Is it plugged into your little your your? Yeah, your my dongle. <laughs> oh, did you choose? Oh, you, oh, you know what you have to do. If it doesn't recognize it, you got to reboot your computer. So um, yeah, so that's why sometimes like two minutes before the show starts, I'm like, I got to reboot. I got to reboot. No matter how many times you shut on and shut off, it just doesn't find it. Keep looking up there. And I'm like, wait, yeah. the camera's here. So wait. if you haven't got those courses yet, guys, they're disappearing March 1st. No. So go to academy.solidcaninetraining.com. Next. Sawblade, I'm grateful for all the dog owners letting you film their dogs and people asking questions here. Great learning material. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. As I was like going through, because I've never filmed really a go home, like start to finish like that. You know, I'll get the the good parts. And usually I'm the one teaching, so I can't be like on my phone the whole time. I'm like, damn, we covered a lot in this go home. There's so many things, like little things that even Crystal was like, holy shit. Like, I didn't know that. Thank you so much. I'm just like, this is very informative. Yeah. The go home is actually great for good teachers. Yeah, because the dog trainers struggle with the good. This is what a lot of dog trainers struggle with is passing on their knowledge in a way that the owner will um, learn and everyone learns differently. So you have to be really, really good with people to be a good dog trainer. Like you can be, yeah. you can have a dog that is the number one dog in something, but that doesn't mean you can teach somebody else with your, with the same dog, with the same dog. So it's really, really, it's really, really, really incredible when go homes go well, because that like if that takes, oh, there's a lot of moving parts, a lot of moving parts to it. Next. When in thoughts on electric fence works for some dogs, I'm sure, but I think it's a scam. Dogs learn to turn the pressure on and off, withstand the momentary pressure for ultimately the reward. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't think it's a scam. I absolutely don't think it's a scam. I think I think underground fencing is actually um, has its benefits, but. It doesn't keep things from coming on your property. I would personally never leave my dog unattended if I own an underground fence. Um, uh, I think that with enough of a distraction and with enough drive, I know for a fact dogs go, I mean, dogs go up to, will go through an underground fence. I mean, drunk people piss on cattle fencing for 10 bucks. I mean, like, it doesn't take much for someone to do right. something. Right, on it will shock you? <laughs> yes. Seriously? Wes once ran through cattle fencing to chase a ball. He didn't get yeah. a shit. He screamed his head off, grabbed his ball, and then had to scream his head off and come back through the damn fence. Yeah. Dog, dogs, I mean, I've had dogs that have, like, I mean, they've run into the side of vehicles chasing a ball. Like, like they don't care. The vehicle is dented. Like, they don't care. I mean... It's fiberglass, but still, like it still hurts. I don't see many of us running into running into cars and you know on purpose. So dogs, dogs have a huge pain threshold. So underground fencing, um, we had a, a client that had they bought they bought a dog and then their neighbor three houses down, which was also one of their friends, they bought the sibling. So the dogs grew up together. They both had underground fencing. And by the way, if you have underground fencing from the same company, you can usually go to your, like a friend's house that has the same underground fencing. And they're actually can be, if they're paired on the same frequency, it works. It, your, your receiver also works. So, but they, their dog every day ran through their underground fencing, ran into the other dog's underground fencing to play, just to play every day. Next. 
My old neighbor's dogs would do that too. They'd yeah. escape and they were like little dogs. They yeah. didn't care. This is what people have to understand. Like dog training is not fail-proof. It's just mm -hmm. not. It's not. Like dogs make mistakes. Just look up competition dog fails. Those are choreographed routines. They still made a mistake. Next. Apex canine, they all say aversive-based training is less effective than positive-only training. These studies have been hijacked by a small group pushing a personal agenda. So first of all, you have to put it into context. Second of all, I would, I would like to see the, the proof and also who's doing the training. And what does aversive-based training mean? I feel like all the e-collar studies, they've just like corrected the dogs at high levels and been like, look how scared it is. Most studies that that show that something like aversive training is done by polling of clients. So in order to have a true study, I would assume you need consistent factors such as the same dog, the same human, the same methodology. So if I trained, so I could actually say in 20 years, rarely does every dog get trained exactly the same, but that doesn't mean every dog needs to be trained differently. Dogs do learn with, I'll do more for the reward and less for the, for the, for the correction or punisher. Like that's sort of common sense stuff, but there's always tweaking that has to be done. That's the art of dog training. It's the art of dog training. So it's not as easy as just replacing a part on a computer and it works. Like for instance, my power, my power cord to my laptop stopped working today. So I went out and I bought a replacement power cord and guess what? It worked and it would probably work. That response would probably work on almost a hundred percent of the power cords that failed. Dog training doesn't work that way. doesn't work that way. So when they say aversive based dog training, I'm like, well, number one, first we need definitions. What does aversive based mean? Because most people will say yelling and kicking and being angry. Like they always throw that emotion in. So why do you use that? Um, why, why do you use that? Why do you use emotional based language? But guess what? Here's the funny thing. They're using also emotional-based language on the flip side. Oh, if you love your dog, if you're kind to your dog, if you don't make your dog, like, like why are you using these? Like, how do you know all these things? How do you know all these things? And so it's like, there's no clear def definition. A lot of it is just opinion pieces and people are also taking their own unresolved issues and they're adding it too. So they're, they're taking their own biases. They're actually not, that's not science. That's not fact. Those, that's opinion. Next. Debbie, so glad I made it tonight. As I've said, I do board and train in my home one dog at a time. I have a client with two six-month-old German Shepherds wanting board and train. Would you take them separately? The two males have begun fighting at home. I would, I would possibly encourage rehoming one, but not because they're fighting, just in general. So my first question is this, do these dogs have any obedience on them whatsoever? They're only six months. It could just be a bunch of nonsense. It, it could be, but, but, but let me get, get to my point. I would, I would ask them, 
I would like to know, can these dogs, do, do these dogs know sit, down, place, heel, recall? Can they go into a crate and settle? And if the answer is no, my question is, so you own two power breed dogs that are already six months old and are all already, you could have had these dogs fully off-leash trained. And this is not owner shaming at all. For all we know, they got the dogs last week. But if they've gotten these dogs since the beginning and you haven't even trained them to the, for the basics and now they're fighting, the rate of failure is going to be pretty high. So I would first determine, is this the right client for you? Second of all, if you decide to take them, I would take them, I would stagger them. You can either take one, send it home, take the other, send it home, or then take the other one, train that one, and then they have the other one come back and work them together. Or if you did say a six week board and train, you can work one for two weeks, have the other one come in, they both work for two weeks, and then that, and they should go home separately as well. So they're not, so they're not overwhelmed. So they only have one dog to, to, to work out at a time. But I always question when people get two dogs from the same age that don't even understand the basics of obedience training. Next. Jackie, just sharing. Some dogs are sneaky. My, no my dog knows not to touch the cat food. He doesn't do it when we were home in a different room. The second we left our driveway, we caught him on camera. That's a good time to go high on e-collar. LOL, yep. little turd. Mm -hmm. Yep, that's... You know... So, see, everybody think dogs are man's best friend. Dogs are selfish animals. They're their own, dogs are their own best friends. Now, does that mean they don't love being with us? First of all, what does love mean? Um, but yes, do dogs do like hanging out with us. And, and frankly, we like hanging out with our dogs. But that doesn't mean they don't have their own agenda. They're going to do things that make them happy. Like, why do dogs eat shit? Oh, it's a nutritional imbalance. I'm like, no, they enjoy eating shit. I mean, why do we have to complicate it? They, they enjoy eating shit. The real question is, though, is how do you stop dogs from eating? I really don't care why you're eating shit. Maybe you watch, <laughs> maybe you watch too much German porn. It's just like, oh, my God. eating shit. You're so gross. Next. I don't want to eating shit, nor am I watching German porn anymore. Next. anymore <laughs> how do you even know that happens because i 20 years ago i was in the, it was i was in the industry and i used to go to all those trade shows and in europe and i assure you in the s&m industry there all kinds of stuff happens next jay drink walter you two are so entertaining and knowledgeable i'm blown away by anyone hating on you Oh, please. I have so many people. Get in line. <laughs> it's not Joelle. It's, it's me. It's me. It's so funny. It's so funny because I'm down in Florida and the staff will like make these fantastic training videos and people will literally attack me. It's like, first of all, they did a fantastic job. But do you realize that I didn't even touch the dog? It's just like, like, I can't get away with it. If I'm involved in any shape or form, like, you're fucked. Like, if I moved into your community, like, your community just went down in value, you know? Debbie, <laughs> <laughs> my dog dented and knocked the door off the hinges in my shed, and it's a metal shed. He was chasing a ball. Yeah, they don't give a shit. Like, okay, do you know that dogs can jump through windows with the window closed and not care? 
Like, do you know that dogs can pop out? That we have dogs. We have dogs that rip out, you know, a lot of places don't have central air. So you've got window air conditioning units. They will rip out the air conditioning units that was bolted in. They were bolted in. They rip them out, jump out the window on the second floor, jump down to the street just to tra- chase their owners down the street. Doll Dogs regularly eat through doors, sheetrock, walls. They don't give a shit. Dogs that are panicking can rip apart a crate with their mouth. They can rip out all their teeth and not stop. Wes broke every single one of his bottom teeth just playing chuck it on a daily basis. No. Give a shit. They, don't, they don't care. They don't care. So, girl. I care $10,000 bed bill. Yeah, the human cares. So, <laughs> girl who um, uh, is no longer with us, she had a, a, a her, her cruciate was totally separated, not torn, but separated. I only knew that because she was limping. Surgery was three weeks away. So I said to the vet, should I stop playing chuck it with her? He goes, no, it, it's already, it's already separated, Jeff. If she wants to play chuck it, let her play chuck it. She would go full blast with, like, like most humans wouldn't do that. But like, People don't understand what dogs are. What dogs will do. What dogs will do. They 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 hide discomfort really really well. That's why when folks are saying, "Oh, that hurts the dog," it's like, first of all, how do you know what you're doing doesn't? Your interpretation. It's your interpretation. That's all it is. Next. Glennon said, "Yep, they don't work, and they still sell oh, invisible fences. They work for some dogs." Well, I, I would disagree with that. I would highly disagree with that. Mm-hmm. Underground fencing actually works. Underground fencing works so well that if the collar is is battery is dead, the dog doesn't go through the underground fencing because they've been trained. If the dog, if there's all of a sudden a power outage in the neighborhood, you do get a lot of lost dogs, but many dogs still don't leave their yard. Why? Because they were trained properly and was so instilled in your mind how to be properly punished that they don't they don't do it. And the goal of our training is to actually get the dog to make better choices in general. So dogs actually learn. Properly, a properly trained dog will learn and to do the right thing even when not told. Next. What's that noise? I don't know. I just hear the crackling of a fire. Sawblade Entertainment, if it's like one study I've seen, it was actually a survey and just picking random dog owners off the street one of the punishments they listed was vocal punishment. Like no trainer I know yells. Right. The great, see, this is the great, see, that's what, that's why it's like, so it was a survey with dog owners. You don't know their skill set. You don't know anything about the dog. Like there's no, these are not, these are not studies. These are not studies at all. That's no, like. A survey. <laughs> that's like saying, Wow. That's that's a number like on a scale of one to ten. That person's a number ten, and I'm like, in my book, that's a two. <laughs> like you, like what is your interpretation of beauty? Right. Like you have to have consistency. Most things are opinion pieces, but if anything, the lack of tools most likely increases the yell factor. 
the lack of training skills most likely increases the yell factor. The lack of an effective training program most likely increases the yell factor. The yell factor. <laughs> That's our number. Because... That's our number 10. The yell factor. <laughs> the yell factor. Yep. <laughs> It's, that's a, that's a, um, if you, if you took dog training 101, um, that's, that's, that's on, uh, it's a grade three yell factor. Yell factor. That's yeah. That's day four. <laughs> that's day 14. They teach that. <laughs> seven oh two. This will be the last one. Cause I got to put the chickens to bed. Oh shit. It's uh, only 702. Last question. Rodrigo, besides my skills, a prong could help the leash reactivity using a choke chain currently. So, a choke chain will make it worse. Choke, remember what a choke chain does. It chokes dogs. It's a noose. A prong collar is 100 times different than a choke chain. You'll be blown away. If you're using a choke chain, a prong collar will change your world. It'll change your world. Yep. It looks, it looks more barbaric, but it's actually the least invasive. It's less invasive than actually a martingale. It's less invasive than a martingale, which is a limited choke. All right, guys. Um, Joel's got to go um, uh, uh, take care of something. I'm going to put the chickens to bed. I'm going to make banana bread. <laughs> cool. That's on my agenda. All right. I'm going to go have dinner myself. All right, cool. <laughs> All right, everybody. Madly in love with you. And we'll talk to you later. And don't forget, academy.solidcaninetraining.com. And there is some great courses coming up. Um, and make sure you tune in Friday to the show. Would we be interested in taking Debbie's dogs if we if she drives them to us? Yeah. We'll take two fighting housemates. That's our bread and butter. <laughs> yeah. We can't take them. We can't take them until we can't take them right away. Where are you, Debbie? Is she in Florida? I don't know. Is it Deb? Weiss book? Yeah. She's taking these dogs to train them. Um, if you own the dogs, yes. If they're the client's dogs, yeah, the client would have to be okay with us. The client, the client has to get past me first. Yeah. What I mean by that is we we pre-screen clients, not because the dogs are difficult, because we want the clients to be successful. So if I don't think the clients will be successful, it doesn't make a difference if we're successful or not. It doesn't matter. I don't. We, yeah. as, as, much, as much as people think I have an ego, which we all have egos, by the way. There's some great books on, on ego, but how is your ego fed? My ego is fed by not how good of a job I do with a dog. It's on how successful I am with a client and how successful they are. So if I don't feel that they will be successful, I don't take the dog. I don't, and it's got nothing to do with fighting dogs, just dog, their dog in general. It could be an easy dog and I won't take it. Mm -hmm. I won't take it, which I, I want them to win. I want them to be successful. All right. All right, everybody. Madly in love with all of you. Joelle, it's fantastic to see you. You look, you look beautiful, um, even with your purple hue. And, <laughs> and I'll talk to you later. All right? Bye. Okay. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody.